Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Learner's Corner podcast. This is the podcast for lifelong learners where we learn about anything and everything. My name is Caleb Mason. My name is Todd Hicksonball, a.k.a. The Todd Father. And we have a great episode for you today. We are going to be talking with Megan Easterday, who recently started her own business called Easterday Creative. Now, you may be wondering, Easterday, that sounds familiar. That's because we talked with Megan's husband, Corey, a few months ago. And we'll link to that episode in the show notes if you want to check that out. So what in the world is Easter Day Creative? Easter Day Creative is the company that Megan has founded. And, and it's not it's it's Megan founded it, and, and Corey helps her on, on different things like photo shoots and stuff like that. But that's what she does. Um, she does photography. She does graphic design. Um, basically, she can help you with your website and do some marketing stuff as well. Um, and so she's just a really creative uh, person who is able to to bring ideas and things like that to life. Um, and she, I know she loves, you know, one of her, her great passions is photography. And I know that she's always busy doing weddings all over the place. Uh, and so, you know, uh, they're based out of Canton, Ohio. And uh, they're just great people. And, and, and Easter Day Creative is just something interesting that we, that we kind of heard about. And so we wanted to uh, we wanted to have a conversation with with Megan. So why are we talking with Megan? Well, we wanted to talk with her uh, a about creativity. Um, like I said, she's a very creative person. We also wanted just to talk to her about starting and like what it looked like for her to start um, to start this company and just some of the struggles she had and, and some of the successes. And then ultimately, you know how how she gets better um, at her craft, which is photography and graphic design and those things. So we are so excited to be able to bring you this episode with Megan Easterday. And we're going to join that conversation right now. Well, we're so excited to have Megan on the podcast today. Welcome to the Learner's Corner. Aloha. Boom sauce. She said aloha. (laughs) I want to be creative and original. (laughs) I think you're the only one who said aloha on the podcast. So you're... That is... Oh, I was born in Hawaii, so I figured I'd, you know, throw it back to that. (laughs) Did you, like live there for a long time or were you just born there i was just born there my dad was stationed there when he was in the navy mm. and they moved like a month or two after i was born to washington state yeah but still have roots there i actually used to think like i asked my mom like why am i not tan like all the other hawaiians because i'm not actually hawaiian <laughs> i was just born there <laughs> <laughs> i like that <laughs> Oh, making it awkward and weird from the get-go. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's funny, though. I, hey, why aren't you still living in Hawaii? That's the question I'd be asking. It's cold today. Expensive it is to live there. So expensive. I, I get that. But yeah. it's cold here. I'd, I mean, I'd rather live there. But, I mean, my family, well, my parents are on the East Coast. So it would be really far away. So <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> well, as enjoyable as this Hawaii talk is, we actually <laughs> want to talk with you about um, Easter Day um, Creative and yes. kind of something that you've started. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what that is? So Easter Day Creative uh, is a photography and graphic design um, business. It's based out of Ohio. Um, uh, basically, I started this 
last beginning of last year, um, I've been doing photography, graphic design, public relations type stuff um, since I was in the Air Force Reserve. So I've been really wanting to start my own business for several years. And finally, last year, um, Corey, who has been on your podcast before, um, he finally was like, hey, stop talking about it and just do it. <laughs> so I just kind of went for it. Um, not really sure like if it would pan out or whatever, it was really just a side business for a while. But, um, most recently I actually have gone full time with Easter egg creative. And, um, one of the things that I really desire to kind of maybe stand out from a lot of other photography, graphic design, suite type businesses is, um, I really like to focus on telling people's stories. Um, and that instead of really making it about me, making it about the clients that I work with and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. What are some ways that you make it about your, your customers? Like, how do you, how do you do that to make it about the clients? I try to be really good about asking um, good questions about who they are as people. Um, so for example, I'll meet with uh, potential brides and grooms uh, when I do wedding photography and I'll sit down and kind of get to know their story. It's not just about like, taking their pictures. I really want to know who they are as people so I can capture the essence of who they are. Um, and then when I'm doing graphic design stuff, I really like to kind of get, um, well, I mean, for example, uh, working with you, Todd, <laughs> trying to figure out design suite stuff where you're really getting like the vision behind what the, the business is doing, what maybe like, uh, a knitting business is doing just kind of really getting to know who they are, their vision, like I said, vision behind it, just so I can really provide them with what they need. Like, I don't want it to be about like just having a great portfolio because anybody can do that. Right. They can just come up with these fun designs, fun photos, make it about getting all the likes on the social medias, but it's really not about you. It's about the customer. It's about the, the person who's getting served, getting served. What? <clears throat> <laughs> I like your quote about getting all the likes on the social medias. Um, <laughs> for one, that's just a fun way of saying that. But two, um, it really does drill down on on this point that a lot of times building a brand in today's world does seem to be a little bit more about how you market yourself and how you do the social media thing. But what you're saying is, hey, I also want to make sure that I'm getting to know the client. I'm getting to know what they're wanting to do. I want to hear their heart behind what they're wanting do which is what I, I love that I yeah that's phenomenal mm -hmm. what have you found to be some of the like the challenging parts of working for yourself and like start starting a business yeah there's a lot of challenges um one of them I think I think the main thing is the confidence factor um, like I said, Corey was kind of the one who finally pushed me to just go for it. Cause if he hadn't done that, I probably wouldn't have because I'm a very practical person and I like to think through each of the steps. Um, I'm an internal processor, so I have to think through each of the steps like, well, if this doesn't go this way, how am I going to make this actually successful? Um, instead of just like making the leap. So the confidence factor is something that I think any creative person, any business, um, it can be really difficult for anybody um, because there's a lot of competition out there. You kind of have in the back of your mind, like, well, what if what if I'm doing is not as good as this other person? What if 
Um, I'm not going to make enough money to make this, you know, successful, whatever success looks like to you. My version of success is making enough income to pay the bills. Right. Um, and also like wanting to still have, um, a creative outlet, not making it so much about work, but also about, um, creating something, um, cause we're all created to create. That's one of our little taglines from Easter Day Creative. Like we all, I believe that we're all created to create. It all shows up, manifests in a different way. Um, so yeah, confidence is probably the first one. Um, really knowing, I think a, a second one would be, um, figuring out how to, uh, decide if you want to be a sole proprietor, if you want to be, um, an LLC, if you want to be a small corporation, an S corp, um, those are kind of things that are hard to figure out on your own. Um, which, so when we got started last year, we went to our accountant who knows a lot about that kind of stuff. Cause she's worked in the corporate world. She's worked in with other sorts of clients and she really helped us steer us in the right direction. Um, because I mean, they're all just slightly different and, but the legal stuff behind it is just, it's complicated. Um, uh, yeah, those are like my two that were kind of challenges can still be challenges really like making sure that you're running the business properly. Cause <clears throat> I mean, I don't know about you two. I'd say both of you are kind of creative having a podcast that's creative, right? Like I said, everyone's creative, but, um, for people who are very artsy minded, it's hard for them to really run a business sometimes. Cause you forget about like, Oh yeah, money. I got to be able to pay this part of a bill or make sure I'm paying taxes on time. Like sometimes creatives don't really think about that. Right. Cause you're like, I'm just want to make my art, but that's not how the world works. <laughs> What, what are some things or like, how, how have you like grown in your confidence more? Ugh. Sorry, that was like an awkward sigh on your podcast. Um, confidence. I really think just, um, as your skills grow, your confidence level kind of grows as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so what you would see photography wise, for example, what you would see from last year as compared to now, it looks completely different. I mean, the, like the essence of who I am is still there, like how I like to capture um, the photos, but the styles change, the, the quality of the images have changed, um, which kind of, you know, increases the confidence. And then people actually reaching out to want to hire you, like, that's a confidence booster, I'd say. Um, and then I've also just been, I'm always open to learning. That's kind of like one of my mantras is like, always learn, always be willing to grow. So are we. <laughs> yeah. A learner's corner. Imagine that. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just, I'm always really open to learning. I connect with a lot of people in the field. So I have a lot of friends who are also photographers who may have been doing it longer than I have or graphic designers who've been doing it longer than I have. And <clears throat> one of the things I really value is this community over competition kind of mindset. So working with other people to really learn because yeah, I mean, you can learn from everybody. It's you're never going to be the smartest person. You're never going to be the best photographer. I mean, they can, someone can say like, Ansel Adams is like the best photographer or whatever, for example, but 
any high-end person who's been doing it for years upon years upon years, they always believe that they can always take it a step further. They can always create something new, make it look slightly different, right? We're always kind of in that process of learning and changing and growing and all of that. What are some things that you've done to improve your skills? Um, I've taken, I've, I've, I do a lot of reading about, you know, just how photography works. Um, just like the behind one cool thing to really learn is, um, about just film photography and how that looks different. It's something that I'd like to continue to learn more about, but I mean, it started out as film, right? Mm -hmm. So same concepts from film can kind of translate over to the digital world. Obviously it's, there's differences there, but just like, learning just the basics. Even if you go back to learning the same basics again, you're going to find something that maybe you might have missed in the first place. And I ask a lot of questions. Like I'll ask other photographers questions. I'll ask other graphic designers. All right. So if I did it this way, would this be better? So I think it's important to take classes regardless of like how far along you've been in your career. I mean, in any job and anything that you're doing, I think it's important to always have an opportunity to just go back and even go back to basics. What are some of the books that you've read to help you improve? Um, where is it? Ugh. So I didn't go to photography school, but there's one called What They Didn't Teach You in Photo School. It's a pretty cool little book. Um, Corey got this for me before. And there's just like certain things that in here that obviously you probably, if you would have gone to photo school, you probably would have learned, which I didn't go to photo school. So I've kind of been flying by the seat of my pants. I'm sure all these other pro photographers love to hear that. Um, but it just, it really just goes over kind of like, you know, you don't, there's always improving. It's important to learn from other photographers. So I, um, I second shoot for a gal in Columbus pretty consistently. Um, and because of shooting with her all last year, I've gotten to improve my skill set quite a bit. Right. So like never, I don't know. So that's, that's one of the books that I've read that I thought was pretty cool. Um, for those of us who don't know what second shoot is, what is second shoot? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I don't like, I, hey, can I just say, I know what that means. Well, you're, don't be a know-it-all. We, we just discussed that. Um, you <laughs> can't be a know-it-all. Um, so <laughs> second shooting basically is um, at a wedding, for example, at a wedding, there's a primary shooter, the person who's leading the way with getting all of the shots, working with the clients directly. And then there um, frequently is a second shooter who's there to capture maybe just another aspect of what's going on at the event, um, who's going to be there to help assist the the primary shooter to make sure that, you know, things are in place. And sometimes they have assistants come with them too, where they're able to actually like set things up. If the bride's dress is looking wonky or whatever, they're able to kind of fix that and all that good stuff. But the second shooter does it as well. But really, I think that any person who wants to start a photography business, I would never say just like do it, just go do it. Other than I would say go work with somebody else first. Um, I had a unique experience because I already had some sort of background in it and I had second had done some second shooting for some of my other friends in years prior, like the military. I had learned how to actually use a digital camera. So I didn't just like pick one up one day and be like, Oh, it's, what's this button do? Like I already had kind of a working knowledge of what I was doing. So it wasn't just kind of jumping in and just taking pictures and be like, I'm a professional. Cause reality is 
you're not a professional right away. You there's, you know, amateurs, there's people who are just doing it recreationally. Um, I, you know, I, I'm very adamant about making sure that you go learn from someone else first before you actually start doing it, because you're going to miss out on some of the key, um, pieces of knowledge that you would need to really create the best work, um, and run a business in general too. Has there been, uh, you know, what's starting Easter day creative, has there been anything that has been easier than what you thought it might be originally? Ooh, easier. And there may not be anything. Well, I mean, so I'm introverted. Um, probably can't tell from this because when I, once I start talking, it's more of a nervous thing. So I just keep talking. So I sound like I'm extroverted and I just like throw things out there. Um, but meeting with people that I don't know can be really nerve wracking for me. Even now, even after doing this for almost two years, like it's still kind of stressful for me because I'm like, Oh, I got to make sure that I am not coming off too strongly. I'm not, I'm actually leaving a good first impression because first impressions are like key, you know? Um, I've started making sure I used to just do everything over email or phone to set up um, sessions or weddings and things like that, which can work for some people. But I think it's really important to get face to face with a potential client because, um, that's where you'll actually be able to see like, okay, would these personalities work well? Not just me being like, Oh, I want to make sure that they're not crazy. I don't know, crazy or something. I'm, none of my clients disclaimer. None of my clients are crazy. But, but you need to check just in case they are. Just making sure you know. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But I think it's always important to do that because what if your personality, like my personality, just doesn't fit what they want? Like they need to be able to explain to me what their vision is for their wedding. Um, they might have seen my photos and been like, hey, that's great. I really like your style. But if they then explain to me like what the vision for the day is and I'm like, well, that's not really how I go about it. I want them to be able to find the best photographer for them possible. Like it's not about me making money. It's about them having these memories that will last a lifetime. So I want them to have who they need for that day, you know? So what's currently challenging you like in your business right now or like photography? Mm, budgeting. <laughs> well, cause now uh, I was laid off recently from my full-time job because of budget cuts. Um, so now I'm actually taking home an income. Like I have to take home an income from Easter day creative. Mm -hmm. So I have income coming in, but making sure that I'm budgeting properly to make sure that my taxes are set aside. You're budgeting for that. Cause you have to do estimated taxes as a business. Um, that way, when tax season rolls around, you don't have to pay out the wazoo. <laughs> mm -hmm. Instead, maybe you might get some taxes back and things like that. So just kind of budgeting, making sure that, you know, the different payments that I have to do every month for, you know, Internet or, you know, our phone stuff, because now, you know, I work from home full time. So all of that's kind of happening. Um, so that's kind of like been the one thing for me. And that's just been a challenge for me my whole life. Not that. I just spend money and spend money. Like that's just not who I am. I like to, I'm pretty frugal, but with the business, um, and getting new equipment and all that stuff, it's easy to get really excited about getting this new lens or this new camera body. Um, but kind of taking a step back, be like, all right, is this something that I need right now? And, uh, and just making, yeah, 
I don't know. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. I am terrible at that as well. <laughs> so I feel your pain. Yeah. I it's feel just, it. Yeah. And yeah, because I mean, I don't know. It's you just get really excited, especially when you have this idea of getting this business growing and going and all of that stuff and thinking, oh, maybe I can hire an assistant. You have to really think, OK, what income is coming in? Because it's not consistent. Right. Like because you might only have however many weddings in one month, but the next month you're not going to have as many or like other photo sessions here and there, or graphic design gigs and all of that. Um, it's always changing when you work for yourself. There's, you know, it's not a consistent income all the time. Right. So. Where do you look to for like inspiration and inspiring yourself? And so, Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I do follow other photographers. Um, but it's kind of a balance because it can turn into a comparison game. So you see their work, like their whole portfolio of work, and you're like, oh, man, why can't I get my photos to look like that? But then you have to step back and be like, but do I want to look exactly like what they're doing? Because then you're not your own creative entity anymore. You're just copying somebody else's work. So, you know, I look to inspiration from those things, but also more recently, now that I'm doing this full time, I'm taking time to also just do photo sessions that are not paid, just coming up with kind of an, a concept and going out and shooting. Because um, when you are consistently shooting weddings, it can be easy to get kind of stagnant and kind of get like stuck in this rut of like, oh, it's the same thing over and over. But the reality is like, it's great work. Like it's fun to do weddings, but it's also super important to take time and step back and use your work to do something to create new things. So, um, I have friends that I'll go out and shoot with, like I have a dancer friend that I'm going to go out and shoot with and just do like work with movement. Like, okay, how can this movement create some different piece of artwork and all of that? So that's like help helps keep me inspired is just by trying new things. Um, just on my own and like working with other creatives and even just doing whenever it's not even paid, which I think that's, that's huge yeah. um, because oftentimes, you know, we're always trying to figure out, well, how can I do this and get paid at the same time, which right. is phenomenal. And I think that we should try to get paid for things, but at the same time, um, you know, there are some things that you can only learn by doing it and you don't always get paid for it. So I love that. That's great. Well, it's just trying to <laughs> the dollar. Like, that's kind of life sucking. That's not how we were created to be. Like, obviously we have to be able to pay, pay the bills and all of that stuff. But like, I don't know. It just, and I think too, in this day and age and I, uh, the whole millennial thing with our generation, I think that there's been a shift in how we look at work and how it should and shouldn't be. Um, we're not always about like, Oh, I got to get the, the, biggest best house that's ever existed mm -hmm. we're more concerned about okay how can i help my community with what i have right now um and that's where i want to be like with the work that i'm doing i'd like to be able to use it to help the community as well as <laughs> feed my income but it's just it's a, it's a, like i said it's a balance to strike um to be really careful with that because you could get burnt out really easy i mean in any career field like i was in ministry for a long time and i got kind of burnt out from that because i was investing, investing, 
and also having to get paid from it. And so it kind of is, I mean, you guys understand you're in ministry world, so it can be kind of difficult with that, but I, we don't ever get burned out. <laughs> oh, never. <laughs> uh, what would you say, you know, kind of sets or what makes Easter Day creative uh, unique compared to other people? <laughs> Me. No, <laughs> it's only Meg. Megan is literally the component that's missing from everybody else. <laughs> well, I mean, realistically, like each person is different and every personality is completely like you can have similarities in your personalities. Like if you're an introverted person, like you'll get along naturally with other introverted people because you just get each other. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Easter egg creative, because I don't want Easter egg creative just to be this like photo design thing. It's something that I'd like to continue to see morph. I'm not sure what it's going to look like down the road, but I also want it to be something that um, is beneficial to um, women who have been trafficked. <laughs> this is like really random and out of the blue, but I have a really big passion for working with um, human trafficking victims. I've had the opportunity to volunteer with Rehab Ministries before, and I love what they do there. Um, International Justice Mission is really great, if you guys have heard of them. Um, I do something called December almost every year now, where I wear a dress every single day through the month of December to raise awareness for international justice mission. And I take pictures of myself in the dress posted online to raise money awareness for, um, trafficking. Fortunately, people know more about it now, but it's something, um, that really is an issue. So I, I want to be able to use my photography somehow and graphic design somehow, some way to like really help and benefit, um, just those who are working with the victims. I don't know how that's going to look. Um, but hopefully down the road, it'll be something that I can integrate into it. I love that. Yeah. One question that we always love uh, to ask people just as we're kind of wrapping up, Megan, is what are you learning right now? It could be photography or just life in general. What am I learning right now? Okay. So nerd alert moment. I'm obsessed with the brain. Like, I think it's super fascinating. Um, so like I said, I'm really passionate about those who've been trafficked. A lot of those who have uh, been trafficked um, frequently have dealt with a pretty major trauma in their life, whether it was at a young age or as, obviously if they're getting trafficked, uh, that's a trauma as well. So something that I find really fascinating is just brain neuroscience um, and how creativity can actually help heal a traumatized brain because when the brain um, deals with some sort of trauma, whether it's like abuse at a young age or even like a car crash, um, your brain kind of can go into fight or flight mode or shutdown mode, right? Um, and the part of your brain that deals with creativity has a harder time flourishing. So, I mean, I'd really love to go back to school for brain neuroscience. Like, that would be incredible because I just think it's so great and I'd like to help people more in that area. But, um, it's just really fascinating. I'd like to see and experiment how creativity like photography or design or whatever, because there's so many creative outlets out there. It's not just like the artsy stuff. There's all sorts of creativity, like being a mechanic is a creative thing, right? You have to really problem solve and all that stuff, but figuring out how creativity can actually help heal a traumatized brain and help, um, a person who has been trafficked, not go back to that life again, because when a brain has been there and that's all they know, that's what they'll go back to. So like breaking that 
habit, for lack of better words, breaking that pattern through creativity um, is just fascinating. And then there is a lot of trauma therapy out there um, specifically that works instead of just like talking through like, oh, this is what happened to me. Because a lot of people, times people can't talk about what happened to them. They don't know what happened to them. They don't know how to describe it. They use things where they're like dance therapy. They do a lot of movement, do things with their hands because that actually helps access different parts of the brain that are shut down because they've dealt with these traumas. So, yeah, that's what I'm really fascinated and obsessed with. So, <laughs> like, Was there a book you read or a resource that you learned all this from? It's, uh, it's just been years of learning. Um, so rehab ministries, uh, has part, Oh, where was it? But they, they've done just different conferences where you can, they just teach about the traumatized brain. There's a book by Dr. Van, uh, Bessel van der Kolk. Oh, I cannot remember the name of it, but it has to do with, um, the brain trauma and how like, um, how, oh gosh, I can't even think of the name right now. I'm over here like trying to remember. That's okay. We can find out from you later and put it in the show notes. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's just, I don't know. The mind, body, mind and body and the healing of trauma, I believe is the name of it. Our body keeps the score. Yeah, the body keeps the score. So look that up. If you're interested in brain stuff, that's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll have it in the show notes too. For so, if you're listening, you can just check out the show notes, and you can find it there. Do it to it. Yeah. Well, Megan, thanks so much for joining us today. If people want to, you know, follow you more and find out more about Easter Day Creative, how can they do that? Oh, okay, you can uh, go to our website. It's EasterDayCreative.com. Pretty easy. Easter Day is spelled like holiday. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes, but you know, just reminding people, it's not some like weird, bizarre thing. Easter Day Creative, really easy. dot com, um, or you can check us out on Instagram at Easter Day Creative, or on Facebook, Facebook dot com slash Easter Day Creative. Follow us on all the things because we'll love you forever, even though it's not about the social medias, but it's great. It's helpful. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Megan. Todd, what was a couple of things that stood out to you from our interview with Megan? Preparation. I think one of the things that I got from her, and I don't think she ever specifically said it, but, um, you know, when she was talking particularly about, um, you know, doing weddings and stuff and how, you know, there's different shooters and different people who, who you might bring along or different reasons for why they might be there. You know, it just made me think about preparation and, and that kind of can go into whatever field you're in. One of the biggest things I think that's that's overlooked is you know, just making sure that, you know, we're well prepared to be able to do whatever it is that we do. And so I just think that she, she brought that out. Uh, the other thing that, that I really got from her was, you know, just, just being willing to start. Um, you know, she didn't have necessarily everything figured out. She didn't really understand all the ins and outs per se of business, but she just started and she figured things out as she went along. And I think this has been a theme, you know, really the whole year that we've heard people say over and over again, you know, the most important thing is just to start. Let us know about some of your takeaways from this episode with Megan on some of our social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or you could just leave a rating and write a review of what you learned from this episode as well. Or just let us know what you're learning about on, in general on social media or let us know some of the topics that you want to talk about. Maybe leave a, leave a rating or write a review and let us know some of the things you want to talk about, maybe some guests or topics, or let us know how we can improve the podcast 
as well. We're always looking for ways of how we can continue to improve the podcast for a better learning experience for you. And you can rate and review that on iTunes, Google Play, um, different, just different places like that where you can leave your rating and review. And that would be awesome. It's the best way that you can help us and show your appreciation for the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to not miss our next episode. And the best way you can make sure that you don't miss our next episode is by subscribing to this podcast on whatever podcast player you use. I use Overcast. Some people use the Apple um, podcast app or Google Play or Stitcher or whatever it may be. I found this new one called Auto Radio, and you can actually subscribe to podcasts through there. So you might even want to check that out. But whatever podcast app you use, just subscribe to the podcast. We'll be shooting out some bonus episodes here. And the best way to make sure that you don't miss those episodes is by subscribing to the podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Learner's Corner today. Until next time, keep learning and keep growing. Todd Father out.